0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is
1: Believe. With good right, I'll kick your ass. From here to right over there. Oh, yeah, motherfucker. Gonna kick your fucking dairy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You broke the rules. Now I'm pulling out your pubic head. Motherfucker, good. it's a very very interesting time in the world of sports right now in the thick of summer when things are heating up you better believe the world of sports is heating up as well basketball hockey playoffs baseballs marquee matchups including prop bets futures it's all at bet online latest odds news information all your sports betting needs it's the only place to go Visit the website today, use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So, before the next tip off, face off, or pitch, head on over to Bet Online and start playing today. Bet Online, your online sports book experts. Mother freaking magic spoon cereal. God, it is awesome. It's truly amazing. You will say to yourself, How on earth, Michael? How on earth, Michael D. Catherwood of Mikey Likes You, does this delicious, amazing cocoa or fruity or frosted cereal, which tastes as good or better than my favorite childhood cereal, how does it only have 140 calories and 13 to 14 grams of protein and only 4 grams of net carbs? How is that possible? Oh, oh, in your brain, you'll say, I know how it's possible. They removed the calories by putting in a bunch of crazy artificial stuff and fillers and a little bit of whey protein. And now they can say, oh, it's it's, it's high protein. It's healthy. No, 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 no. It is high, healthy and high protein. But it's also keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb, and GMO-free. The stuff is awesome. If you're conscious about your food, it's always nice to have a little trick, a little ace up your sleeve. And that's what Magic Spoon Cereal is. It's a great little treat to give to give you a healthier alternative to deal with your sweet tooth. So go to magicspoon.com slash Mikey. Grab a variety pack and try it today and be sure to use our promo code Mikey, M-I-K-E-Y, at checkout. Save $5 off your order. Oh, by the way, Magic Spoon, so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason... They'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash Mikey and use the promo code Mikey to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my babies, my babies. It is Mikey Likes You. I am Mikey. You are the you who is liked. Very special, important guest today. Woman who I love. A woman who means the world to me.
0: I'm the fire starter.
1: The fire starter.
0: Fucking instigator.
1: The fucking instigator. (laughs) My wife. (laughs) Bianca Kailik, everyone. Bianca Kailik, yay. Hi, honey. Hi. So, not only do I want to have you on the show, because people seem to respond really well to our uh, dual episodes, but I wanted to have you on the show because you have... For the first time, maybe ever—I don't know. I mean, I don't know about your training history prior to meeting me. You've kind of eschewed any other type of uh, more nuanced training to focus on traditional, old-fashioned bodybuilding, and uh, I—and I, also you've really uh, changed. I mean, you dra- dramatically changed. I think your diet. Yes. And the results already within a cup, you know, probably what like a little under a month.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, I, well, I overhauled my diet about a month ago mm-hmm. and um, started working out about a week and a half ago in this new way.
1: And, um, yeah, I mean, and, and you're already starting to feel...
0: I have shorts on for the first time in I don't know how many years.
1: Just because you didn't like the way your legs looked?
0: Uh, well, yeah, I mean, part of it is that, you know, after... Um, pregnancy, I had a lot of um, varicose veins and spider veins that, that were as a result of that. So part of it was kind of like that. And also, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm, I like wearing pants and skirts as opposed to shorts, but I also think like the shape of my legs definitely was not as good as it had been in my youth. So yeah, I was a little... I think hesitant to. Make this a little
1: closer to us. I
0: also want to shut this door back here because I feel
1: like. <coughs> Excuse me.
0: Knows. noise.
1: Okay. She's back, ladies and gentlemen. Um. Yeah, I I, I get that. Lord, I mean, Lord knows I have insecurities about my physique and I hide them. Um. So I get that. But, uh, it. it it's just so strange to me because you know everyone sees themselves differently than other people see them, of and I'm sure people's partners in a in a in a good relationship probably see their partners differently than other people even see. And, you know, I probably see you differently than other random people. You know, so it it, it was hard to kind of wrap my head around that because I always thought of you as someone who, yeah, sure, you're a human being, you fluctuate in weight or fluctuate in in maybe shape of your body in certain ways. But I always look at you as someone who had, like, a really nice lower body, like, would never think to be...
0: Oh, well, thank you. you I love hearing that. But also, yeah, I mean, I I think we all have that thing or things that we kind of tend to focus in on, and probably if anyone else saw us, they wouldn't even think twice about any of it. But it is weird, that inclination to kind of... Zoom in on you know one target thing or things that you're like uncomfortable with with your body. I mean, I uh, have always been pretty lean, I guess. You know, all through I uh, when I was a kid. You know, first of all, we were my brother and I both are were like six pack. Yeah, you know, without doing anything, and then. Um, I think after puberty, I definitely started to be bigger and notice in my hips and my booty. Um, and you know, and I never really gave it any thought until I think I I smoked when I started smoking in my senior year of high school and smoked into my early twenties. Um, and then when I quit that and uh, discovered I had an autoimmune, which probably was exacerbated by many things, but, um, You know, had an autoimmune disorder in with my thyroid, and it was just like there. I mean, the weight just continued to. I mean, poor life choices. I mean, I remember, gosh, in my mid twenties, living off of Melrose, and literally every day I would have a famous burger, famous star from Carl's Jr. and a bag of Cadbury mini eggs.
1: Jesus Christ!
0: (laughs) Horrible and smoking.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, lifestyle uh, choices make a difference. And but drinking, look, and luckily, drinking a l- lot. drinking alcohol yeah. is never a benefit to the old bod. Yeah. Um, but also, you're lucky, A, that you have the genetic, you hit the genetic lottery, but also, you were in your 20s. I mean, can you imagine making those decisions now? It would be like...
0: I mean, be- I, if I even eat, you know, like we did the other day for Fourth of July, mm. I, I was like, I'm never doing that again. That felt so horrible. Yeah. And I think, too, what's really interesting is that when you do clean up your diet and you start eating differently, um, how much worse it feels when you eat the things that you were eating all the time and just your body just grew accustomed to feeling like shit. You didn't even identify it as shit anymore.
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, You know, and we don't even have to get too meat heady about it, but just even analyze it from a Evolutionary standpoint, that's one of the main reasons, the, the biggest reason being our, our brain. But outside of that, one of the reasons why humans have been so um, – we, we've been able to sustain as, a, as an animal and we've been so dominant in the animal kingdom is because our body can adapt <laughs> to crazy shit. Yeah. Crazy shit. I mean there's cultures all over the world that live off almost exclusively root vegetables. They do great. There's cultures that live off of nothing but you know animal fat, you know, and they do great, and you know most, they're big, heavy meat eaters. Lots of dairy, no dairy, you know, and and all over the globe, the 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 species of Homo sapien has been able to kind of not only tolerate it but figure out a way to to to, to thrive. Um, so you do get. I, I find it crazy that, of course, your metabolism and your body internally, and this is above my pay grade to kind of define exactly what it is, but your body's gonna adapt to eating fast food and and soda every day. But one thing that I think people greatly overlook is that your palate adjusts. Oh and God. that if you can power through that those first couple of weeks where it's definitely difficult to not get your sweet treats and your super uber salty, kind of uh processed treats you can you can condition your palate to just be like you know what i don't really want that and if you have a little bit of it you're like whoa okay i'm good you know that that one cupcake was that was overwhelming you know what i'm saying
0: yeah it does and it doesn't it doesn't taste as good as it used to taste and the things that like you know i was saying to you the other day and i have my oatmeal and egg egg whites um for breakfast, I'm like, I look forward to this. Like, it tastes so delicious to You me. said
1: the other day, you're like, I didn't know oatmeal could taste this good. <laughs> Just plain old oatmeal.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty cool. It's like when you get – I think that sugar is a huge factor in our palates not – Recognizing how delicious simple foods can be, mm-hmm. uh, I think once I elim- you know because I have completely and utterly eliminated sugar, I mean almost
1: spread. even quote what people look at as quote unquote healthy sugar, you know fruits and you know honey and maple syrup things like that. Um, she you you've eliminated that. I mean my wife eats meat meat. Animal flesh and like a small, infrequent serving of uh, maybe rice or oatmeal with uh, daily kind of fermented veggies. Like a but a little bit of fermented veggies. Mostly, I mean, you could say that you're mostly eating meat.
0: So, so just a little backstory to this because I think it's important, especially for people who have never even considered a carnivore style diet. And and I want to preface this by saying I'm not saying this is what people should do. Uh, it's what has is working for me, and I th- and I think uh, everyone has to find their um, way. And it's taken me years and years and years of modifying and changing things to get to a place where I was comfortable doing this. So um, I'm not gonna say that I think this diet is better for somebody than. You know what they're doing but it is has been better for me
1: and i and it's eye-opening too
0: it's eye-opening yes um so the first time i think i heard about someone just doing a carnivore diet was um jordan peterson mm-hmm. I remember you telling me about he he had just he and his daughter both were just doing straight meat they were he didn't eat Anything else? He didn't need any
1: water, salt, and meat, and meat—that's red meat, exclusive. And and
0: I thought that sounded fucking crazy. I was like, I don't even know how you would do that. That sounds really unhealthy to me. And um, but I remember at the time uh, listening to him talk about it, and he said it um, helped him like overcome major ailments illness. And um my thought at the time was, well, of course it would because you've if you've eliminated everything, then basically in that big of an elimination, you've probably eliminated a couple of the things that are have been causing uh inflammation or whatever it is. So at that time I was like I don't really think that that has to do with just the fact that he's just eating meat. I think it's more the elimination in that overall elimination. You've gotten rid of whatever you found the one thing that, that caused you issue. So then, over the years since then, m- some more people have come into our life through you and your uh, health and wellness circle, who have been more primarily meat eaters. I was raised, you know, by a, a my my dad is from the former Czechoslovakia, and so that diet was a, a lot of meat. Like we we typically ate a lot of meat, potatoes, the food of my people, as I yes. like to call it. Yes. Mike ma- <laughs> Mike makes a dish. Um, or he, he, used to make a dish where, uh, he, it was, I remember the first time he gave it to me, it was, um, chicken, chicken thigh, chicken thigh, uh, carrots and roasted potatoes, ca- roasted
1: carrots and some roasted potatoes. potatoes. Yeah.
0: And the first time I ate it, I was like, I feel like this is the food that my people ate.
1: No, you said this is the food. of I feel like this is the food of my, my people. people. Yeah. And
0: and so we now call that dish food of my people. Um, but so, yeah, that I, it's not – I didn't come from a place where – I mean I was very comfortable eating meat and uh, felt better whenever I did. And then um, you have over the last year or so moved more into mainly meat eating. Um, you had done times where you had – I mean you've tried it all. And, and and I've kind of tried it all for the most part. I mean, I I I don't I never went vegan, but I think I did try vegetarian. That is that was not helpful for me. Um, I actually felt really sick and not well. And I
1: will say, uh, not to interrupt, but I will say I have tried it all except vegetarian because that never made any sense to me. Right. Um. I go well. Why? Okay. Why if I'm going to eliminate animal products, am I only going to hold on to the two that? aren't as beneficial <laughs> as the flesh you know what right. I'm saying like that seems strange I'm just gonna eat dairy and eggs like right I, I why not try full vegan which I did for a long time and that was only I tried it out of general curiosity not even because I thought it was good for me right know? anyway go ahead
0: so um, cut to like you know a month or two ago uh, and I just woke up one morning and I was like for as healthy as I eat, which was pretty, in in comparison to most people, pretty oh, healthy.
1: Tremendously. I, I mean, it, it, to compare to the standard American, yeah. uh, you are re- already coming from a really healthy standpoint,
0: right? Yeah. But still, I w- I had cut out refined sugar, but I still ate like honey and and a lot of um, a lot of uh, like kind of health healthy dessert things. What I
1: call faux health food.
0: Faux health food, yeah, Yeah. where it's like, you know, cashews and maple syrup and coconut sugar or whatever. And a
1: lot of, like, health food store snacks. Yeah. That's another trapping that I think a lot of people get into is, like, you know, they're like, I would never go to 7-Eleven and get a Snickers, but they get this, like, organic almond bar with, you know, maple syrup. And so, and I go, well, yeah, okay, like, the ingredients might be better for you, but, yeah. At the end of the day, you're eating fucking crap. You know, you're filling yourself well, with unnecessary. Well, and
0: the wine. thing I notice about those things too is there's is a lot of ingredients, like so many ingredients mashed together in one. And I know from my time, um, you know, practicing Ayurveda that um, you know they're they're one of the main tenants of our ancient
1: our, Indian medicine.
0: <laughs> Ayurveda yeah. is that you it's, it's really important about food combining. So there are certain, um, you know, categories of food that shouldn't be together. Like meat, um, uh, uh, like dairy and grains, um, shouldn't be mixed or whatever. They, uh, anyway, that's a whole other conversation, but, um, and I didn't adhere to it. I, I just ate whatever, but I, I thought I ate pretty healthy. And then I, one morning I woke up and I was like, for as much as I do for my health, um, lots of hippy dippy stuff that most people would probably think is bonkers, um, you know, and, and eating pretty clean, I was like, I don't feel good. And I wake up achy and, you know, you hear so many people talk about this. And I mean, over the years, I've had so many friends say, well, we're in our forties now. This is where it starts that your body hurts. And yeah, and I don't know, or, or, it's hard to lose I, way.
1: I would love to look like fill in the blank, but I'm forty four now. Well, yeah, that's not yeah, and you're like Dude, come
0: like on. after a certain point, yeah, um, so I I just had I had this like I really feel like it was like one morning I woke up and I said, I don't believe that that's right. Like I have this feeling inside of me that I can feel better than this. Um, and also I have you as kind of a example or a model because you never get sick never, ever. No. Like Maggie and I will get sick with something. I mean, Maggie will get sick cause kids do, she's but, a kid. she, yeah. but, but even with her, like she'll get the same cold as her friends and like the friends will be down for a week. And Maggie is like 24 hours and she's and even, over it.
1: Even if we look at just not even the cold, let's just look at frequency. There are kids, not just friends, like kids that are super close to us and our family that we get real actual visual kind of monitoring on Mm. that isn't our daughter. I mean, if you really compare how sick, how frequently those children are sick in comparison to Magnolia, it's, it's an alarming difference, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and so, um, about this time I came across an Instagram account, um, for this woman, Kaylee Mason and, um, you know, I, I uh, have followed tons of health and wellness people and, um, and I never really, I mean, I, I, I I love learning and, and understanding and getting new points of view. And I'm very open to, I I really like live and let live. Like, I think everyone needs to do what they think is um, going to make them feel better. And, you know, everyone has their own journey and I think it's really hard when you're at a certain point in your own journey and someone says like, oh, you shouldn't do that, you should try this because I do believe we all evolve at our own pace and that eventually you will find that thing that works for you and it may not be the same thing as somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but something about this woman and her, the, the way that she spoke about health and wellness really piqued my attention. And what I think it was is that um, you know I I've been on quite a few supplements. I have a big basket of them that I take. And I started to kind of have a little intuitive feeling that like, maybe I was taking too much stuff and like questioning, like, what is this really even doing for me? Like, if I'm still feeling like I would wake up and my fingers would be swollen and I'd have achy joints. And, um, I just felt like there was still, I could still go higher. I could still achieve a greater level of comfort and happiness and whatnot. So the, the thing that I loved about this woman is that her approach was that it's it's all about missing minerals, that there are basic minerals that our bodies need. and um, And she promoted a basic carnivore diet. In mm. fact, she said to not eat vegetables, which was still something that I – I mean, that's just something that has been ingrained within me. Like you have your big leafy greens and your beautiful ripe tomatoes and, you know, all the beautiful vegetables that are out there. But in the spirit of, uh, adventure and exploration, I was like, I want to try this and I want to see. And luckily I have you who's very, um, open-minded as well, but also have made your own way. And this is kind of how you've been eating lately. Mike has had slowly less and less vegetables on the plate. Um, So I was like, I'm going to try it. I'm going to go for it.
1: And uh, everything you're saying is totally true. I will point out as far as like raw vegetables outside of carrots, which have been, you know, this is science, are are actually better consumed raw. Um, Raw vegetables, you know, the idea of like getting a big old salad, I haven't done that in three or four years because I've found that that's just not really – the way humans are supposed to eat. But, uh, but vegetables in general, go ahead. Yeah.
0: Also, little TMI, apologize for anybody who this turns off. But one, one thing I did notice is that a lot of the vegetables I ate usually came out the other end undigested.
1: And, and, and <laughs> thank you. That's not TMI. It's a very valid point. And let's just look at it from a bro science. You know, I'm not a scientist or, or a doctor in any way. Um, But we can, with common sense, understand that foods that are more easily and more uh, appropriate for the system that are going to be digested more uh, readily and efficiently, that is probably a good thing. Correct? Yeah. And uh, I eat more animal flesh than probably anyone in the world except for like Sean Baker and Paul (laughs) Saladino. But even volume-wise, I eat more than anyone except for like Sean who's huge. Never once in my life have I pooped out steak it's never <laughs> happened zero times <laughs> and yet every time I eat seeds yeah nuts uh, you have a big enough salad some raw spinach corn corn you you go and you look you're like hmm well there's my salad <laughs> in my toilet right now and <laughs> and here's 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 something that I'm, I'm glad you brought up because so many of the carnivore people are against. the the raw vegetables and salads and things like this. I too am against it. I think it's a faux diet food. But what I will say is those leafy greens and those things that we traditionally look at as diet food, they do make you feel full. And they do have almost zero calories. So from a purely diet standpoint, I don't see the problem if you can maintain and find a diet sustainable uh, more easily with those things filling up your belly, go do it. But let's not because of that lie to ourselves by saying this is healthy for our system. It is not the the homo sapien was really not put on this earth to eat that, mm. you know? Okay, so go ahead.
0: Um. So I, uh, so I literally put all my Supplements in the trash, mm-hmm. which was a scary moment for me because it was a
1: scary moment for our accountant as well because that was <laughs> I'm looking at like four hundred dollars in the trash.
0: Well, but actually, it's a it's a beautiful moment. Sure, for our sure. Accountant in the long run, in the long run, I'm not Spending buying those money. things anymore. Yeah. They're freaking expensive. Good point. Um, and and most of them were used up already. So,
1: babe, kind of a joke.
0: Pipe down, Chachi. Okay. Uh, anyway, um, sorry, so sorry, Joni. So so I. <laughs> so, I essentially got a topical magnesium lotion um, off of Amazon that was pretty cheap. I got um, a, some, a selenium supplement that Kaylee recommends that's called Seleno XL, which essentially is a m- more bioavailable form of selenium mm-hmm. Um and uh, because they feed selenium to nutritional yeast, and it's the it's the byproduct, so it's a it's a real food instead of eating a supplement that's been you know synthetically created or whatever. And apparently, also I learned did not know that the selenium in Brazil nuts not available; it's not bioavailable.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of those things like that where we look at. Um, <sighs> It's really hard. Okay, here's a really perfect example. I I, I don't know many people of any type of diet paradigm that are going to say that omega-3s aren't good for you, okay? We've all kind of come to that conclusion. Um, Flax seeds, super high in omega-3s. When you eat flax seeds or have flaxseed oil, it's not – the human system can't really make use of it. Right. Whereas, you know, from fish, it can. Yeah. Um, The selenium in – you know – and for a long time, that's been like a like top of the list of things for men, for men's health to eat, you know, where prostate health and hormonal health, you know, the Brazil nuts and and pumpkin seeds are huge because of zinc, selenium, the whole thing. But you end up wasting a lot of money because it's just not a form that the human system does very well with,
0: you know. Right. So yeah, so so topical magnesium, the Seleno XL, which by the way is like two to five dollars a bottle. It's so cheap. Um, and then uh, the great cod liver oil. that
1: Fermented you, cod liver oil mixed with uh, high butterfat oil. So
0: it's a good... Um, it's called
1: Blue Ice, right?
0: Yeah, we can put links somewhere for yeah. Um, And then, uh, so that, that has the vitamin D in it too. Mm-hmm. And then um, there's a great supplement that Kaylee also recommends called Oyster Max, which is the highest available um, food form of... A source, source of copper, selenium, and um, iodine.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So these are my supplements. And I, and I also take a um, trace mineral sup- supplement. So basically just just gooey ooey, oozing my body in all the wonderful minerals. And, and if you
1: notice all the things you named, yes, they're supplements. Yes, they come in pills. But those are food.
0: They're all food. They're food yes. supp-
1: you know, they And I... Don't take any of the things that Bianca just named. Not saying that you shouldn't. I'm just saying I don't. The only things I put in my body um, are food-based supplements as well, outside of the food I eat. I take liver. Yeah. And organs. Oh,
0: that's right. Then then we take we take the um, desiccated liver from
1: um, Paul Saladino. Yeah, from Heart and Soil, Paul Saladino's company. Um, you hear that, Paul? So go ahead and maybe cut me a deal or, you know, sponsor And the, the fire starter. The fire starter, yes.
0: The, uh, we started off the show that way because I said I can't ever take it without hearing that
1: song. That's the name of the supplement, yes. Also from <laughs> Heart and Soil. So, you know, I'm taking these supplements. I take, you know, uh, healthy fats, you know, omega-3s and the fire starter, which is sweet. Um, and then uh, creatine, which again is essentially food. Creatine comes from red meat and the, you, you can't get it from food in the dosages that make it therapeutically effective. So I take supplemental creatine, but that's what we're doing with supplements. It's right there in the title. It is to to supplement your diet, not replace it.
0: So, so here was a big moment, a big uh, realization for me in, in, um, this transition, Um, So, yeah. So about a month ago, started taking these things slowly because I always for me and I don't know people out there listening. I'm super sensitive. I I can't take anything. I don't take Tylenol because I I, don't even
1: take caffeine. I don't
0: even drink caffeine. I'm just one of those people that I feel everything Um, and even things that probably aren't even there. (laughs) So, um, but I, so I, whenever I change over supplementation or, um, medication, obviously medication I'll do only under a doctor's supervision, but, um, with supplementation or even new food things, I just make sure that I'm doing one at a time so that I'm very aware of, oh yeah, this definitely made me feel better or no, this actually made me feel worse. Um, And then the thing that was really huge because I basically just stopped eating vegetables and started incorporating large amounts of eggs and fish and red meat and um, raw dairy. Um, Mike also like sometimes do the A2 dairy, which...
1: Works for me, but you know, Bianca prefers raw.
0: I prefer raw. I just feel like super nourished by it. And I notice that there's no like blowback because some people can have uh, dairy sensitivities. Um, But anyway, Mike and I were sitting at the table and we were talking about as I was worried because I had been on some super high dose supplements for like vitamin D. Um, I did have a B12 deficiency because of the autoimmune. Anyway, uh, I was worried about getting the proper nutrients. And as Mike was talking, it dawned on me that I have been living my life under the assumption that vitamins come from vitamins. Yeah. And that food is just food. And I was such a like brain explosion to be like, no, actually we're supposed to get all of our nutrient needs from our food. And yes, it can be more difficult because of soil depletion and because of the fact that there's a lot of toxins in the air and, and the f- the, f- the food that we're getting
1: and frankly more importantly and more applicable I think to most people yeah it's soil blah blah blah, blah. uh money yeah and right. convenience because eating the way I eat Bianca eats now and has noticed tremendous benefits I think you're you're an asshole if you're part of the fitness industry and you don't acknowledge the fact that like yeah well i also have a enough free time on my hands to cook from scratch yes three and go to a nice butcher and get the grass-fed meat you know what i'm saying and i have the dispensable income and the dispensable time to do it
0: yes yes and i and i get that and i and i totally understand that it's it it, it can be very expensive i also think that that can be another idea because uh that that's um and uh, a uh, point of resistance. Mm -hmm. Um, Because look, I don't really love to cook. I'm not, not anywhere near the cook that you are. And I can do it. I mean, you,
1: you, you are, you, you're not as, you don't cook as consistently and constantly as I do. But when you cook, it's always delicious. Well,
0: but my point is, is that I don't feel at home in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. I, when I go on the road for (laughs) work,
1: Uh, Modern woman, Mm, (laughs) you don't feel at home in the kitchen, fucking whiny bitch. Um,
0: But when I go, you know, when I go off to film on location, it's it's difficult for me, like to put together, to think, like, okay, how I'm going to feed myself for the next two weeks, and you know, doing the grocery shopping, whatever. It's not intuitive. I don't feel
1: sure. And 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 I will point out, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I will point out also, I love it. You love it. That makes a big difference. I love to cook. It's fun for me.
0: But my point is, is that I think that it can seem overwhelming for people, especially people who don't love to cook or don't feel as at ease, um, you know, in the kitchen with m- more uh, pure foods, meaning that you're not getting it out of a package. Um, but I would just say you start small and there's there's easy ways to make things that, I mean, Mike was just showing me you know, the other day, because we're going to Maggie and I are going to go up to visit my mom and I want to keep cooking the way that um, I've been eating. And so we're just doing the basics. Maybe that might be a good idea at some point. It's just to do some videos of showing people how to cook some basic steaks and stuff like that and make it real yummy. I don't know. It's a thought.
1: know. I, I, I've definitely explored um, the idea of doing like a, a cooking stuff and then doing it just even for my Patreon. But then you know, I thought I will wait. That seems like a perfect thing because I, I get such incredibly positive and overwhelming responses to my um, technique tutorials mm-hmm. for weight 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 training exercises. Um, Mikey likes you is going to be a visual entity soon. Whether it's Woo-hoo. whether it's next week or next month, it's uh, believe the company who does this podcast is working very hard to transition to make. Mikey likes you. Also available on YouTube. Um, when that happens and it has its own YouTube page, that's when I think I'll start really. Because it's not amount of laziness; it's amount of like uh, return on my investment. Yeah. I don't want to do. Uh. Make the time, take the time, and do this really detailed cooking, um, video and show how simple and effective it is to then put it on for like the two hundred potential patrons that would look at it. And then when I do the, the metrics and I look at it, it's like 75 of the 200 actually got a chance to see it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to.
0: Absolutely. Well, so, but my, my basic point that I'm just trying to make is that it can seem very overwhelming with cost and with the ability to make food in this way. However, I think that I truly am a, a glass half full girl through and through And I do believe that if you are committed to it, you will find a way. There are always things to save, you know, uh, I don't know, you buy coffee every morning or, you know, you spend on on a streaming service that you actually don't ever use. Like there's just ways to save here and there and to, to have the money. And, you know, there are, there are great meat products that are being carried, um, now in, you know, the Ralphs and... and the Ralph
1: and Fuck that. I, uh, someone, um, a patron hit me up the other day. Uh, you know, I want to buy bison, but like, where do I get it? And then, you know, it seems cost prohibitive because they went to like a Whole Foods or something. And I just went online. Piedmontese, who is a, an excellent, like, high-level grass-fed animal husbandry farm. They're being carried in Costco now.
0: Yeah, Costco's Organic,
1: grass-fed... Beef, ground beef, which is cheaper. It's another tip. Is like you know, if you can't afford steak, I get it. So offer ground beef. It's it's much cheaper and, and cost effective. Um, uh, they have that at Walmart now. Walmart has yeah. grass fed organic meat. You, you can you, know you can saying?
0: find it everywhere. And and um, so I'm just saying, like, keep your heart and your mind open. Um, there are ways to figure it out, and they're less, much less difficult than you would believe. Um, also,
1: um, great great point. Also, in an initial sense, it seems expensive, and it is. When you go and you're like, I want to go get meat that's $2 a pound, you're like, fuck, that's $11.99 a pound, sometimes even more. Um, it seems expensive at first glance. But in the long run, when you don't have the same medical bills yeah. and you don't have the same uh, bills from McDonald's and the sodas and the, the high-end stuff, uh, high-end, Amounts of other kind of snack foods that you will be avoiding in in lieu of this stuff. It it does not only level out. Oftentimes, it becomes less expensive.
0: Yeah. So yeah. So so a month of um, no veggies except a little bit of fermented veggies. I have some you know sauerkraut and um, there's a great. uh, Maggie even likes it too. We get that jar of uh, red cabbage and beet fermented, Mm -hmm. and it's it it has a little bit of. fermented pear in it too. So it's a little sweet. And, um, I have to tell you, I wake up no more swollen. Um, I have, I had this crazy lower back pain that would not go away for the last year gone. Um, I feel freaking amazing. I feel I have great energy. <clears throat> um, uh, my head feels clearer um, I have, you know, little itty bitty things that, um, definitely I can see, uh, any little issues that I'm not going to go into cause they're personal, <laughs> but like definitely receding so watching them fade into the distance. So as far as I'm concerned, I mean, the, the, you know, the big one in terms of my autoimmune remains to be seen because I'll have a blood draw in October to double check those levels. Um, but I fully expect, Um, you know, uh, Kaylee has had people with autoimmune go into remission with her protocols. So, uh, I, I, and, and something that occurred to me about midway through this, and this was even, this was even before I started at the gym. Well, actually, no, it was, it was when, so, so I said, I really want to, uh, take this into my own hands. I want to, um, learn about my body and, um, I want to work out in a way that allows me to monitor the progress that I'm making and also be able to go on location and work myself out, like be knowledgeable enough that I know what I need to do to be strong and healthy. So, uh, ask Mike, um, cause I know some of you might think it's crazy that I have this
1: <laughs> resource,
0: this, this, uh, workout warrior in my household and I, and I'm not using him which I am, but I also, I think You it's also important. don't like
1: it, and I think that that's natural. I, I'm your husband. It y- sucks to rely I just, on I, husband, I like, like to
0: also like to have my own thing. Like, I think we share a lot of things, and I love my life with you, but I also think it's important for a couple to have their own individual things that are their own as well. And so you um, put me in touch with a real hottie. Um, Janet uh,
1: Janet Leug. L a y u g.
0: Yes, and um, she's a um, bikini fit model, mm-hmm. and her body a is real incredible. IFBB. She's
1: an IFBB pro, Miss Bikini Olympia champion. She's a champion in professional bodybuilding. International Federation of Bodybuilding, IFBB. That is the premier. It's the Major League Baseball or the NBA of bodybuilding. They have different divisions. On bodybuilding's the biggest, and most most um, prominent. But they also have men's physique, which is, like, guys who are just kind of shredded but not necessarily so culking. You know, it's a little bit more of a pleasing. Yeah. Uh, my friend Mike Safi it was a Mr. Olympia physique champion, natural champion. Um, they And in the women's side, they have uh, women's physique and they also have women's bikini. Women's bikini is the, kind of like the idealized female body, I think. You know, it's it's – very. It's still
0: a little too jacked for me. Like mm. I, I mean, especially for work, I I prefer to keep it a little um, more. Because I mean, you, is
1: that you, too jacked? I'm looking at Janet right now. She I'm,
0: looks great in that picture. There's a couple pictures, or she's she's.
1: See, the difference is, is that a lot of times people will see uh, pictures, even of professional bodybuilders, who I uh, let's let's be clear, it's excessive and vulgar how buff and lean they are. They're fucking huge. But you also got to remember that's, you're looking at pictures of them on stage and pictures of, and even like Janet, the picture of her in her bikini hanging out no, like that looks amazing. Don't get me amazing. wrong, she
0: looks amazing. However, mm-hmm. I also have to be uh, considering for myself in work, like I can't go in to play the mom of somebody, you know, in a, in a gritty, raw drama or something. And you know what I mean? Right. Like I, ha- I have to be conscious of the fact that my, my body needs to be, able to go in any direction.
1: But I will say, uh, you know, uh, just to finish up on that one point, you're making those decisions looking at pictures of them on stage, where they are water depleted. Yes. Fake tanned. Right. Oiled. Yeah. You know, so everything looks a- almost it's far too exaggerated. A lot of those people, those same men and women, when you see them, like, by the pool, you're like, oh, man, look at that body. No, you know, they, look, really they nice. look
0: great. I, I also, for me... It, anyway, my, my point being that um, the first week at the gym...
1: Hold on. So yes. uh, I, So long story short, Bianca got in touch with Janet online, and um, she actually offers programming, you know, like real... Yeah,
0: like you can do a four-week or eight-week or 12-week, and it's perfect. You send in like kind of what you're looking for, and she sends over a program
1: and... Before and after pics. Yeah, before and after
0: pics and all of that. So anyway... Uh, she sent me over a program that was super doable. Like, um, you know, Mike obviously has been going to the gym with me to help me with form and that kind of thing. But you can look at online. I mean, YouTube has uh, plenty of people showing form for things or what an exercise is. Mm-hmm. And the thing that I realized in that first week is that I have had a very limited view of what is possible for me. In the same way that I did with my food and my diet, I have with my workouts and that I've gone to the same trainer, an amazing person for the last, you know, almost 11 years, and it just was the routine of the way that I worked out with him and would go there and do my workout and, you know, and I didn't ever look at it as anything more than uh, something that I had to do in in the pursuit of my career. Mm -hmm. And I, I really didn't, I mean, I think there was a part of me that was like, yeah, it's healthy working out and whatnot, but I didn't look at any of this in the realm of what could be possible for my health and for my body. And, um, even like, uh, Kaylee recommends this book called the stretch mark secret. And It's not even really about stretch marks. I mean, guys or or gals or anyone in between could could read this. And what it did was for the first time in my life, I had information understanding what food does when it goes in my body. And I thought it's so peculiar.
1: (laughs) It's a lot of people don't know that.
0: (laughs) Oh, I come on here and I know that that's what's going to happen, and yet I'm still surprised. Um, Can't help myself. I know you can't. Um, Now, see, now I lost my train of thought.
1: Uh, What food does when it goes in your body?
0: Right, and and I think like here we are, we arrive here with these incredibly miraculous and complex machines that, and that's our bodies are machines, like they are. Are systems that have very specific functions and needs, and yet n- most of us have no idea what the fuel that we are putting inside of ourselves is mm-hmm. doing. And this book, I highly recommend looking it up. It's you could just Google the um, Stretch Mark Secret Book, and it, you can download it on your computer. Um, and it comes with all these really helpful um, booklets that come along with it for foods to eat and whatnot. Um, it blew my mind open in terms of understanding like, Oh, there is actually a very specific purpose for every single macro or micro or whatever. I mean, I still am learning what all that means. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but I started to look at this and go, wow, this actually could be really fun, could be really fun to see where I can take this. To, to to really for the first time acknowledge that there has been a vision that I've had of myself that's very limited. And I think especially because of having, uh, you know, an autoimmune issue and feeling a certain way my whole life, having a lot of debilitating anxiety, dealing with depression, all of these things, I just had this idea of this is how my life is. And in the last month, I have so far already moved beyond that Mm -hmm. um, that it is affecting every aspect of my life because I'm realizing like, if I thought that about myself in that way, where else am I holding myself um, constricted, you know? And I do think that we are kind of fed this very um, domesticated vision of what human beings are capable of um, from a very young age. And that so I mean, think about it, like how many of us believe that just by age 40 or 50, there's going to be pain and there's going to be discomfort. And that's just the way life goes. And you're not going to feel as good. Um, and I th- call bullshit on all of that now. Absolutely. Um, and, and, I, you know, I have been fortunate to have you as a example in my life. Um, and again, I would encourage people to just not, you know, I think start slow and I think you always say that too. It's like you don't want to overwhelm yourself because there's no easier or quicker way to uh, fall off the wagon um, than to try to do it all at once. And then you're well, just like, this is too hard. Yeah.
1: Well, and also um, it's, it goes not only for training but with nutrition. Sustainability is something that is so crucial but never really talked about with a lot of fitness professionals yeah if you want i can get you to lose 30 pounds in a month
0: yeah
1: go on the show survivor <laughs> you'll lose a shit ton of weight is that sustainable of course not you yeah. know, starvation diets same with training people who have a very limited amount of weight training experience or a, 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 a lower amount of training history then try to get into these two a day double splits that I'm doing, and uh, they're sore as shit. Yeah. Sometimes, of course, injury can come along, and then, of course, a weekend you you quit because you're like, "This I can't do. It's too hard." Um, well, you're right. It is, <laughs> um, and the the progressive graduated growth is the best thing about weight training and I think you're detailing it right now a little bit, is that it's not just about big muscles, low body fat. It's also about the feeling of looking at a weight and unlike any other thing in, in the world, you can look at other forms of exercise. You could do, uh, there's different elevation levels. There's different shoes you can wear when you, when you fucking go running. You get into a martial art. Believe me, you might not have the best, uh, professor at a jiu-jitsu academy or the people you train with aren't really that good or too good there's so many things that come into play that get in the way of you just having a linear progressive growth here's newsflash 200 pound barbell 200 pounds everywhere and it's always gonna be 200 pounds exactly every day, no matter if you go in there tired or in a good mood or bad mood. Uh, a 150 pound dumbbell is always 150 pounds every day, every time, no matter what point you're at in your life. And there's just such a great clarity to going in there and being like, I did four sets of 12 with 15 pounds. You better believe next time I'm doing 20. Right. And if I can't, I'm gonna keep trying. And then you're, you know, in two years, you're doing four sets of 12 with with 45 pounds and you're like, fuck yeah, look what I've done. And the transfer psychologically and emotionally is something that I don't think enough people take take into consideration. And it sounds so corny and meathead, I get it. But man, it really does transform the way you look at everything because you're like, I can do, I can do this, I can do anything. Hey babies, let's take a little break from talking to my amazing wife for me to talk to you about an amazing product. It's a nicotine product. And you may be saying to yourself, hey, 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 this is a health podcast. What are you doing talking about nicotine? I ain't talking about smoking. I ain't talking about vaping. I ain't talking about chewing tobacco. No, 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 no. I'm talking about nicotine, the drug itself, an amazing drug with a terrible taboo and a terrible stigma. But Lucy, Lucy, Lucy is providing you with a beautiful and tasty alternative. It is truly the tobacco alternative of the future. I love Lucy, wintergreen cinnamon, pomegranate gum, all with four milligrams of nicotine, a very nice dose to help with that cognitive benefit, that boost, that energy boost, the appetite suppression, the metabolic effects that are awesome and positive, all the fun stuff you love about nicotine without the baggage that comes with the traditional ways of getting that nicotine in your body, do yourself a favor. Please go to lucy.co. Use the promo code Mikey to get 20% off all products, including their amazing gum and lozenges. That's lucy.co, promo code Mikey, M-I-K-E-Y at checkout. I have to remind you that this product does contain nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is, in fact, an addictive chemical. Lucy.co, and be sure to use the promo code Mikey. Well,
0: and, and you know as in the same way with, with diet and workout. Yeah. First of all, I'm working out what, six days a week now. And
1: like, no, in, five. The, in the weight room, you're working out five, five,
0: five days a week yes. with weights. There's about four exercises every day. One, uh, maybe one of the days is like six, but like the difference is I'm not just going in and going, uh, you know, like, oh, I got to get through all this stuff. Like it's intentional. It's um,
1: focused, methodical,
0: yes, and
1: focused and scalable, yes, you know yeah, what I'm saying. Yeah. You can actually and 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 calculate and calculated. yeah. And
0: but so it's my whole mentality about it has changed because I go in and I'm like, okay, last week I did this many sets with this weight, it'll be interesting to see. And like, what's crazy is you don't even realize, like, the um, the squats this week. Y- I didn't. I thought you had kept the weight the same, mm-hmm. and then you told me, "Oh no, you went up." Well, I don't 10 know, pounds. ten pounds. Mm-hmm. Um And last week was the first week I did them. I thought I was going to die. Like it was mostly because of my breathing was off. I wasn't aligning
1: my breathing with the movement. That was a, that was a piece. It's not mostly. Mostly, it's because fucking high rep squats are horribly hard. And your whole system, head to toe, your breathing, your heart rate, the muscles in your lower body, everything fucking is being thrown into right. this fight or flight.
0: Yeah, know? but, it, but it, it really, it has made it like a really cool, like I said earlier, an adventure that feels like not just something that I have to go and do. And it's changing the way that I look at everything. And another area that, that it's altered for me is looking at how so much of our lives is tied to what food we eat at that place, right? Holidays... Um, gatherings, uh, the movie theater, like we went to a movie, um, you know, two weeks ago. And I said to Mike, "Uh, what do you think I could take in that? Could I maybe just like have a little bit of a cheat today and do, you know, the, the chocolate bar that just has the honey and just have like a square of it. Um, Do you think that would be okay? And Mike was like, how about you work on not having food at the movie theater? And, you know, it's crazy. Like it made me realize how much going to the movie is tied into having the popcorn and getting the soda. And and like, where are we, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Where are we minimizing our joy in life? Because we're lending out the joy that we can experience to the food that we are having at the, like, it's like the joy goes to the food. It's like, what, oh, I, I mean, I was this way all the time. it would be like, I like to go to the Dodgers game because I like to eat the food there. Mm-hmm. You know, instead of being like, I love being at the Dodger game because it's a really cool atmosphere and it's fun to watch these athletes and be with my family and be outside in the sun and hear the people cheering. Like, it became about the food.
1: And because the Dodgers are the best. Ever. And because the Dodgers yeah. are
0: the best. Yeah. But like. There, I think there's so much of that. We look forward to Thanksgiving because of the meal. We look forward to Christmas because of the food and the presents. It's like there's always something else that's getting to be the the pack mule mm-hmm. for our joy and our experience instead of just saying I get to have that because I'm a human being here, present in this moment.
1: Right. Um, and and, and um, yeah, it's a excellent point and really well put. Um, I think you can see it really clearly uh, because you were a smoker, and other former smokers or current smokers out there can relate to this fully. Yeah. But one of the reasons why smoking, almost compared to all other addictive substances, is one of the hardest to quit is because, A, you love fucking nicotine and tobacco. It's awesome. I mean, smoking's awesome. But the places where you smoke. But, man— how hard is it to disconnect yourself from getting in your car, yeah. fastening the seatbelt, and just firing up? Because you're like, oh, fuck. If I drive, I smoke. After a great meal, you're like, ah, I need to have a cigarette. And you're like, oh, my gosh. It's a, it's a psychological connection above and beyond well, the addiction. Because- and, I, and I always point out to people, food is the same way. And I feel such deep, deep, I mean, sincere sympathy for— Compassion. Um, and compassion for food addicts and for sex addicts. Let me tell you why. It was almost impossible for me to get off of drugs and alcohol. But when I was able to hopefully, you know, by the grace of God, be able to stay away from it, um, I could take a step back and look at it. And it's like, well, yes, of course, it's hard because of all the chemical and, and psychological reasons. But it's very cut and dry semantically. I cannot drink or use drugs. The end. Yeah. You have to eat, yeah, and you have to fuck. I mean, you don't have to, but to live a fulfilling life, you should. Um, to figure out how to continue doing it, but then regulate it so it's not harmful? Yeah. Way harder than
0: it, it's, the ability
1: to just say, like, I can't do that anymore.
0: It's super hard and challenging, and I also think that, as with anything, you can't give up. You You have to... If you if you're going to commit to yourself to make a change and you're excited or curious to experience what life can be like through a different lens, Um, you know, for me, I if you told me a year ago, like you won't eat any sugar at all, like not even fruit and I and I can't have some fruit and I've had a piece here or there. I would be like, well, you're fucking insane. Like you are, uh, I'm, I, I would have thought that if I didn't eat vegetables, I would be a dead person. Like that, there's no way I would have energy and freshness, and like my skin has never looked better. Mm-hmm. Every, everything is improving. I,
1: I, I, by the way, I've been telling you that pretty frequently, right? Yeah, you're, I mean, I was like, like you just look vibrant, I, you know? and like,
0: I and I feel it. Yeah. Um, and my my stomach is so much uh, thinner because I am not bloated. Um, which I think happened a lot when I would eat vegetables. Um, Kay- Kaylee always says uh, that kids intuitively know that vegetables aren't good for them and then we force them to, to eat them. And I'm telling you, no one's been happier about the vegetable cr- uh, changing of the guard in this household than Magnolia because Magnolia didn't want to eat that shit to begin with. And, um, and so we I, were I lucky. I shouldn't say that shit. People, there are some people that, that love
1: that stuff, yeah. yes. And uh, we are very lucky though in, in when it comes to making that kind of dis- uh dramatic change because most seven-year-olds are not as pumped on lamb chops and ribeye That's as our, da- our my my daughter and this is not an exaggeration would eat lamb ch- like lamb chops for dessert she loves it and
0: by the way I also want to say this mm-hmm. if Magnolia wanted to eat vegetables I'm not, I'm not gonna tell her no like she and she does still have she still I, has ser- some stuff. I serve her some. Yeah, yeah I mean I I I, it gets tricky for me when I, uh, you know, see parents that have made decisions for themselves and then they're kind of forcing that upon their kids. Like, obviously we want to monitor sugar intake and that kind of thing, but Magnolia is still getting to have the things that, um, that she would like to have. I, I think it's important. Um, I certainly, I would say to Mike all the time, we ate absolute shit growing up. I mean, some of the worst treats and stuff came out like in the 80s and Ugh. 90s. And, um, and, you know, and we're, we're doing okay. We're, we're healthy. Mike's flipping off our friend who's driving by on his bike out the window. Uh, um, a
1: former guest of this podcast. i Fireman Chris. Fireman Chris. Yes.
0: Um, but uh, I think that it's a really noble endeavor to, um, and very worth your while in life to question the things that you believe Mm -hmm. and to wonder what might be possible for you if you tried to do things differently. And I do think we have gotten ourselves in a little bit of a, a murky stew in this DNA age where if somebody has a differing opinion, it gets people really triggered and I really love hearing differing opinions because I always ask myself like what if that was true? even if it's something I mean what we were talking about the other day. So I, I encountered someone who believes that the moon is uh, uh, fake yeah. that that the, that the moon was it's like a hologram, was a, right? it was a satellite mm-hmm. that was built and put up into orbit. <laughs> and I th- and I find it fascinating. like I I think it's so interesting to see how different human beings, View their reality, and that's not going to challenge anything that I hold to be true. I mean, maybe in some in some cases it does, like in the case of how I'm eating now and how I'm working out. But in others, but wait a second, what
1: it doesn't challenge how you eat if someone has a completely different opinion. I have a very close friend of mine, a guy I respect in the fitness world very much, Mike Mahler. He is so jacked and so strong and so healthy, and he's a diehard vegan. It doesn't. I'm happy he eats nothing but plant matter and has th- figured out a way to thrive and everything. It doesn't say anything about me. You know why? Because I don't t- tie my diet to my identity. Right. I'm happy yes. Mike Mahler does what he wants to yes. do. Yes. And uh, you know what? Uh, maybe, I, I, like I said, I gave veganism a shot for that for that reason. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I like eating meat. It makes me happy and healthy. And outside of, outside of, uh, harming children and rape, uh, we really shouldn't pass judgment on anything. Well, you know, like,
0: I mean, even some of those cases, I think like, stop, don't, don't go down this
1: postmodernist path where it's like,
0: no, no, no. What I was going to say is that I, I don't, I don't think that there ever should be judgment passed. I think that we can acknowledge That behavior is horrific. Um, But I also think that people who do certain things are very, 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 very
1: ill. That's true. At the same time, what I meant by, and I I think maybe there is just a a, a pedantic argument here. Probably. About, like, what we're defining as. I'm simply saying, like, people should feel free to do what they want to do without you saying, hey, don't do that. Yes. Except for, like, torture, rape,
0: well, and that should be more than, hey, hey, don't do that. That should be. I'm just saying, yes, like, I don't absolutely. have
1: the right to tell people how to live their life. hundred Excluding a couple things where, right. you know, if you're a pedophile, I'd be like, hey, don't do that. I'm telling you I don't do that and you shouldn't. Stop. Or I shall <laughs> say stop again. Uh, you know, or like I when we were having the discussion at dinner the other night about these horrible, like, cartel and, and you know, ISIS torture videos and beheading videos. Like, I'm pretty comfortable saying, like, I'm going to tell you how to live your life. Don't do that.
0: Yes. Okay. And I also think, and I say this to you all the time, that we are all incredibly hypocritical. Yeah. Because I think that it's impossible to understand or know in, in every part of your life what actions and what things, materials we're using that are in direct support of such horrific happenings. hmm Um, so I think that, um, I just try my best to live a happy life myself and to, you know, be there for people who I can, that they can support that are having a hard time or, um, but, but I really do believe like it is not my place to tell anyone what they should or shouldn't be doing.
1: Or what they should or shouldn't like. That's, which is another one that I think gets so crazy. Um, people like... Are ready to throw down because, uh, you know, they like a certain band or a certain movie. You know, like someone, I you know, I I love making fun of like horrible, stupid, you know, big studio movies because they're so vapid and they have no sense of like subtlety and and they take the audience for granted by thinking everyone's dumb and they do everything exposition for the blah blah, but. If you were like, I love the new Fast and the Furious movie, I'd be like, awesome, cool, man. It's not like you're a bad person. You know what I'm saying? Like, people bit. get crazy You'd be like, how can you not like Nickelback? I'd be like, well, I, I don't like Nickelback. But it doesn't mean like – you know what I'm saying? People are ready to throw down over like it, it, watching the Kardashians or something. It
0: always comes down to Nickelback, doesn't it? it,
1: it yeah. They are – the. <laughs> it's weird how they've become the journey of the 2000s and beyond. Right. But like, and it, they shouldn't even – or excuse me. Journey shouldn't even have been the Nickelback of the 70s because people like to make fun of them because they were like so polished in corporate rock and all that. But at least they were like seemingly cool. People shouldn't like Nickelback, not because they're, some of their songs like I hate I don't care. Hate me. All you fucking punk rock people shit on me. Fine. But if How You Remind Me comes on like some <laughs> corporate radio station, I'll be like, this is how you. Rem-. I'm like, oh, this is not bad. I get it. <laughs> But the fact that, like, some of the members of Nickelback have said such shitty things. There I go. All right. Well, maybe we should. Yeah. Hit anyway, well, that, and, we're and, getting and, off topic.
0: But but yeah. I think in in the age of social media, what has happened is that if you say you like something, the immediate takeaway by people is that it means you hate the other thing that you haven't said. And that's yeah. that's insanity.
1: Yeah. That's a, getting back to that identity thing where it's like I'm who's more pro gay rights and. Into you know dealing uh, compassionately with like the homeless and the poor you know you know me I love I, mean, I get consumed by people who are struggling and and the the downtrodden or the but when I when people are like what I'm sorry you're pro gun well you're 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 a fucking racist horrible shit I was like whoa 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 not on like a team here you know right. like I, I I
0: also being a human being is insane yeah it is. What a weird ride. I mean, there's very little information that's factual to be had about what we're actually doing here. We're on a fleck of dust. Some think it's a flat piece of dust. Some people think it's a round piece of dust. Orbiting other pieces of dust In the middle of infinity. Yeah. And I think that to pretend like there can be some sense to be made of all of this is to have to grasp onto things like identity and your assuredness of the ideas that you believe in. And I have full understanding and compassion for the people that feel the need to do that because it's not so. Mm -hmm. Life is not so. Also, I... Have this one, and I really would like to enjoy it. And I'm very happy that I'm finding some ways that make it more enjoyable for me because my body hurts way less, almost to the point of not hurting. I think I'm healing some things. Very grateful to all the pioneers out there trying to find different ways of eating and working out. And um, and I just encourage people to to not give up and to believe that there is more possible for them and their health than they ever imagined.
1: Mm-hmm. It was really sweet. Give me a kiss. Mm. Mm. uh, And let me... Honestly, really nice sentiment. And I I love it. Um, Let's bring it a little bit back to more just X's and O's stuff. um, And and button it and finish it with that. Okay. Because um, I think there's been... You finally come to this place where you're really happy and excited about the way you're eating and the way you're training. With both the way you're eating and the way you're training, there was an initial reluctance. um, And I think it was because of just belief popular belief
0: oh yeah like with like like, um, with the calorie stuff
1: calorie stuff with um that with also um (laughs) most most guys not all guys but most guys um and i do think that this is a hormonal thing as well um you tell them hey man you should give a carnivore diet a try they're like what do you mean you're like eat nothing but meat fuck yeah okay i'm in (laughs) you know even if they're like want to lose weight it doesn't matter they're like oh that's all right i'll give it a shot you tell a, a a woman who wants to get smaller, as most women do, right? Uh, give up the salad, order a ribeye. Yeah, and it's like, are you fucking high? Yeah, you know. And even though you did come from a world where you were a meat eater, um, I do think right. It does it initially yeah. seem con- counterintuitive. Absolutely.
0: Yeah? Well, I mean, salad is like the king, champion. You know, it's the face of diet food. Mm-hmm. Um, what I have. Uh, experienced, um, is that in not eating salad, I'm so much more satiated Mm -hmm. and, um, and I don't have, like, I, I don't think about food in between my meals, which is a, is something that never happened. Like another thing
1: that I wanted to, thank you for leading me there. Another thing that has been a big revelation for you that we haven't talked about yet is, you know, and I've kind of been telling you this for a while and I fully understand this is not like crying over spilt milk. But when your husband is saying it, it doesn't strike as uh, – it's not quite as poignant as right. when someone else will come in through and say. But I was like, you just need to get away from snacking, period. You know, yeah. like Have have your meals. Have a planned idea of like I'm going to eat now because I'm hungry and this is my meal. And then don't eat again until you do that again. Right. It's very hard because you kept telling me. You're like, you don't understand. I'm a person who needs to to forage and snack. I just need a little something to eat, my blood sugar, my autoimmune – uh, women are like this, da, da, da. and I was like, okay, you yeah. do your thing. But okay. I, I really always believed that snacking isn't real and shouldn't be a thing. And have you
0: right? So I, I think I think the I think the the major understanding in that has come from again that book, the the stretch mark secret. Understanding how all the components work when you eat them and how your body uses them. I think this should be. Basic information that we learn mm. from the get-go, but it isn't. Um, and then understanding calories. Because I always thought of calories as a unit by which people who want to lose weight...
1: Should have less of.
0: Right. Like <laughs> like limiting your caloric caloric intake is because you want to lose weight. I don't necessarily... I hadn't feel like I need to lose weight. I just wanted to be stronger and um, feel healthier.
1: Right, and let me point out, as you just said, you've made it very clear: the sport of bodybuilding, is stupid. Let's not kid ourselves. Guys and gals getting, uh, wearing skimpy swimsuits and posing for people to judge them. It's uncertain. Uh, but everything everybody wants out of fitness is derived from or is patently bodybuilding and they just hate to admit it because the sport is stupid. What you just said, I'm not necessarily interested in losing weight. I just want to re- reduce body fat and maintain or improve my muscle tone.
0: Right. That's, body,
1: that's <laughs> called bodybuilding, yeah. you know, and also all these new idea, quote unquote new ideas, I'm making quotes. Um, it, it happens fucking every single day whether it be two years ago, three years ago, it was MCT oil. Um, Ten years ago, it was low carb dieting, keto. Uh, 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 five years ago, it was cyclical keto, like carb shifting. All of this has none of it's new. Bodybuilders have been doing it for fucking seventy years. You yeah. know, and live now people are going and buying liver pills. Guess what? Fucking Arnold and Reg Park were doing in nineteen fifty eight, at Vince Gironda's uh, uh, insistence eating desiccated liver pills
0: right? because
1: they understood that that was a dense micronutrient high, you know, high in right. iron and it would help with. So, um, well, well just
0: let me add yeah, on to that, that so one day I was making my meal mm-hmm. and Janet had given me, uh, where calorically I need to be around. And I fucking loathe the idea of counting calories, but I was interested, like, so how much is this meal that I'm making? And, I you were trying to help me, and I was getting frustrated. And I was like, I don't care about counting calories. I don't want to count calories. I don't understand why I should count calories. Because I'm not trying. Kept saying that I'm not trying to lose weight. And you said because it's not about that. It's about understanding what foods you're going to eat that have the most the the biggest sense uh, a source of energy for you within the amount of calories you're going to eat for that meal. And that was another revelation for me was this idea that it's not about shedding pounds for for some people it is but 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 even I mean, yes I it, it might
1: be an initial goal yes and i understand that but in the in the totality of it it's exactly what you're describing Go
0: right on. so it's this idea that in this amount of food how am i going to pack it with the most usable energy that my body can readily take, um, and and still be satiated. Mm-hmm. So that when I go to, and, the, and this is why the snacking has disappeared, is because I eat my meal, it's so full of whatever, you know, if it's, if it's more fat, then it's a more long-lasting energy. If it's more carbs, then it's a shorter burn, but that's good for like right before I go for my workout. Mm-hmm. Um, It's understanding how my body uses energy so that the fuel that I'm giving it is going to give it the most bang for its buck, but also last me until the next meal. So what I've experienced now is that when I start to feel hungry... I know it's not hunger; mm-hmm. it's emotional dependence on a, a lack of contentment in that moment, or that I'm being rubbed wrong by something that's happening, and I'm I'm triggered because I know calorically I gave my body what it needed. Absolutely. So so I can easily tell myself, no, you're not hungry. This is not about maybe I'm thirsty. Maybe there's needs to be more, uh, you know, hydration. But like I know for sure. Uh, it's not about food. And by the way, this is the same approach that I had with panic attacks, which was really breaking down the physi physiology, is that a word? Physiology. physiology. Of what's happening so that in the moment I can say to myself, I'm not dying.
1: <laughs> How many times has that happened where you had a panic attack and ended up dying?
0: Well, so far I think zero. Zero times. <laughs> <laughs> but but I'm but that, that's and I and I think that this is where information is beautiful. Um, Sometimes we can over, uh, you know, inundate ourselves with uh, too much stuff, too much information. But when you have the right amount of information, it's really useful as a tool to allow yourself to understand your body and your mentality and, you know, and really getting to a place where there is a peace of mind Mm -hmm. in getting that this is how my body functions This is how I know, because we are so tied in emotionally and physically. So, so much of what we think we're feeling physically is actually emotional and, and food and emotion go hand in hand. So much of what we experience, I think is in relation to food, which is either trying to fill that void of discomfort and unhappiness, um, or telling ourselves that that makes that, that this, this. Event is happy because of the food I get to eat. Um, and it's really just meant to be fuel.
1: It, it, it absolutely is. We are biological creatures. that That is the fuel for our body. Um, Mike Dolce, another guy in the fitness industry I respect very much. He's a nutritionist and has done the uh, meal um, plans and preparation and done the um, nutrition for a lot of the most high-end combat sport athletes in the world. He has a saying that I think perfectly encapsulates everything we're talking about. He says, don't count calories, make calories count. Mm-hmm. And um, that's very true. And I don't like the idea of people living their lives counting calories. But one thing, I always encourage everyone to track their calories and their intake, at least for a little while, for one reason, one reason alone. You know, remember, uh, what was the movie with Tom Hanks where he's a he deals with the Somali pirates?
0: Oh, um, captain yeah i can only think of the line from that which is i'm the captain now that's
1: what everyone thinks of that's the line i want you to focus on most of us myself included for many years of my life food's the captain yeah by getting to know to a fucking (laughs) one to single calorie everything that's going in your mouth and how it affects you you can look at food all food, and go, I'm the captain now.
0: Can we title this episode I'm the captain now?
1: You're done. (laughs) Consider it done. That's a great idea. Um, And I just, we have the greatest gift of any other creature on this fucking earth of ours. Besides maybe something we haven't discovered deep underneath the sea that I do believe is living there and it's going to come and get us. Um, (laughs) um, We have this human mind. And even if you're a stupid ass idiot, your human brain is so fucking far ahead of most Creatures on this planet that you shouldn't just mindlessly put things in your mouth. Yeah, you should be in charge use this amazing brain that we have. I'm looking at our uh, two of our three dogs right now and they're like I love them. They're sweet. Their their sensibility. Their way that they look at life is so awesome. A dog's life. You know, we all say it, but you put anything in front of a dog and you're like, here, eat this. It was like, OK, and it won't stop until you take it the fuck away, you know, because they're kind of dumb. You better believe a uh, 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 um, a cheetah or a um, an ape, you know, like a, a really advanced animal will be like, ah, I'm not fucking eating that. Oh, yeah. See that that uh, that, you know, mongoose over there. I'm going to chase it. I'm going to eat it. And then when it's full, it's like, yeah, I've had enough. You know, I personally, unfortunately, have seen out on hunting trips, you see like a half eaten deer. Yeah. Because a bear got to it. He's like, well, I'm good. And then But,
0: but by the way, um, I don't know if dogs would be like that if they, they were They weren't domesticated. Yeah. I, I, mean, doubt, I you're I,
1: right. A wolf probably isn't like that.
0: Because I, I think they've just gotten so accustomed to us giving them shit that they will eat whatever is like off the table.
1: Also But like sharks sharks. Yeah. Very smart animals. Very advanced predators. Right. When you hear of these horrible stories of sharks eating like a surfer, they never eat the surfer. Yeah. They bite its arm and they're like, ah, this isn't for me. The arm gets ripped off. Right. For, you know, it's horrible, terrible story. I'm not trying to make light of it. But the leg gets ripped off and the shark it. He's yeah, like, no, nah, that's that not I my am. jam. And it swims away and it goes and finds, you know, a seal and it fucking destroys it. Right. Um, my point being is that you are an apex predator. And if you have you have moral problems with eating meat, I get that and I support you. That's awesome. Go do, you know, you, but what you are biologically, you you have this brain. And you should be able to, to take the power back from Kraft and Coca-Cola and McDonald's and Nabisco and you are in charge. And I love yeah. that ability of being more aware and mindful of your food.
0: And I also think, too, it is important to address the, the moral um, aspect of, of this because I do think some people – really believe that eating too much meat is bad for the planet. Again, I'm not going to try to change anyone's mind if that's a, a belief that you... Well,
1: and also, if we're being fair, if I'm going to be fully honest, by certain metrics, it is. You know, by, if we're looking at just carbon, you know, like, yeah, what we do, especially with cows, is, is fucking up the planet. Now, if we're able to be adults about it and take a step back and analyze it in the in the broad spectrum, that's more of a of an argument against large-scale factory farming than it is about the idea of a human eating a cow. Um, I don't think that that is inherently wrong. I do think it's inherently wrong to have them swimming in their own shit and then put into a cattle line and then, you know, slaughter, the whole thing. But also, we also have to look at other factors um, because the decimation of the soil and the top layers of of the Earth's crust, um, proper animal husbandry is actually regenerative to the earth and its soil and the grasslands and everything. Whereas, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, uh, mass scale farming of certain crops uh, robs it greatly. I mean, we all talk uh, out here in this neck of the woods, we all are very conscious of droughts. Yeah. And sure enough, there's a lot of cattle farms in California. What's the real problem with Californian droughts? Fucking almonds, almonds and yeah. all of, You know what I'm saying? Like that's the reality. So if we we have to take into consideration all aspects. When well, we talk and
0: that. and you know, Rich Roll had that guy on his podcast from the um, biggest little farm, mm-hmm. uh, Apricot Farms, I think it's. And he, you know, he was talking about how uh, for for a uh, you know avocado orchard, he has to kill upwards of forty thousand gophers mm-hmm. and rodents and you know so there there there's not n- none of this is is death free
1: well, it, it's not cut and dry it's, it's not, not cut and
0: dry and also there are such beautiful small businesses and um again in embracing the adventure of it uh there's there's wonderful companies and if you're not in California anywhere across the United States Try to find a small farm near you. You can have a relationship with the people and buy buy meat, buy dairy straight from them. I mean, it's a it's a wonderful thing to connect with the people that you're getting your food from. And um, and actually, I think in doing that, sometimes you can find that the the cost is actually quite comparable to um, anything that you might buy from a big chain grocery store.
1: And much like cooking for yourself it gives you a better relationship with your food. You start to really appreciate your food a lot more.
0: You're the captain.
1: Yeah, You're the captain now. Yes. Yeah. I just, you know, I said it's cut not cut and dry. Yeah. I should have named this podcast Cut and Dry because I'm so cut and I'm, I'm dry because I'm, sp- I'm sober. I'm cut and dry. Never. All right. Um, well, I, so, just,
0: I just go silent. That's, last me, that's the way I deal with it, guys.
1: Last thing. Okay. Because we talked about kind of the initial reluctance with the eating. The initial reluctance with the training um, you had made this decision to to take in the programming and the advice from Janet um, and then you were going to, at least for the first couple of weeks you were going to go to the gym with me and I was going to yeah. train you okay, and I remember distinctly, I was like, honey I'm excited you're doing this, be ready it's really fucking uncomfortable it's going to suck ass and you're like, hey I've been lifting weights a long time. I know. I was like, I know. And I'm not saying you're out of shape or anything. I'm saying get ready because now that you're taking this step to do like traditional weight training in a, in a, in a measured volume and intensity, I was like, this is going to get nasty. And you're like, I have no way, no way. So we go to the gym, very first workout, very first set after warming up. And you got 12 on the barbell squat. And you're like, oh my God. This is fucking way. Uh, this is, you know what I'm saying? It's yeah, a,
0: but I, I, I mean, I don't think I, honestly, I, I don't feel like it's it's been anywhere near like what you were kind of trying to set it up to be. And I some, didn't say
1: it was overwhelming to the point that it was too hard for you. Right. What I was trying to put into into into, um, maybe I wasn't, I didn't communicate it properly. And the the one thing I wanted to communicate to the listeners was that there is, even compared to like high intensity circuits where you get really tired and sweaty. There is a thing that happens when you're lifting real weight, barbell training and things like that, where you get like six or seven reps into a 15 rep yeah. set. And you're like, oh, this is really uncomfortable. Well, uh, There's a discomfort. There's a fight or flight yeah, thing Yeah, but
0: happens. I like it. I mean, I, I actually think that um, I was surprised that I thought it was going to be a lot worse. And um, I really, it engages the the mind in a way that's different than anything else you do. And what I have enjoyed so much is being in that moment going where probably in the past, I'd be like, oh, that's it. I'm done. I've done enough. I can't do anymore. And just saying, I'm going to see how far I can go right. like we have on on the reps with Janet you know she'll say like you can do 10 to 12 or 12 to 15 and I think that it would be really easy to just say like well I'm doing the bare minimum I'm gonna do the 10 or I'm gonna you know I'm gonna do the 12 of the 15 and so far I have been able to push myself to to complete the high end of the reps every
1: time which and what that means is next workout yes we you up gotta the go the weight yeah. I understand okay. Um, <laughs> no, I'm just you know pointing it out. Like yes. the, that's she's very smart. I do the same thing where you give a rep range, and what the rep range is supposed to represent. It means that if it was relatively easy or achievable to get to the top level of the rep yeah. range, you need to go up and wait. If you couldn't even make it to the bottom, that means you need to go down and wait. And it just gives you that kind of. Gap. But I
0: think it's a, I think it's a very easy thing. To cop out and say, like, well, I'm just starting, so I'm just going to hit the bottom rep because I'm just going to make it to there. Mm-hmm. And my point is that I don't think we give ourselves enough credit with the mentality that you can just I, – I think a, a good exercise is to just listen to what your mind is telling you. Mm-hmm. Um, and when your mind says, I, that's it, I got to stop here, just say – I mean, obviously not to the point that you might hurt yourself, mm-hmm. but to see – what you have left inside of you because I do think that most of us tend to underestimate again, like I said earlier, what we're capable of. And I think that the real breakthrough in life happens when you start pushing yourself through those uncomfortable moments to see like, oh, I actually don't have to stop when the discomfort begins That the discomfort is kind of the resistance and the body's way of saying, you can't do this. It's
1: where the mind takes over.
0: It's where, and yeah, and then again, you get to say,
1: I'm the captain now. I'm the captain now. Yeah, no, and uh, Tom Plotts, very famous uh, uh, golden era bodybuilder from the 70s and and throughout the 80s, still in fucking amazing shape now. He's got to be in it close to 60. Um, He was always known. Even to this day where bodybuilders are so much larger and, and more uh, lean, he had the greatest legs in the history of, of bodybuilding. And he said, why? It's, it's real easy. I got them because I squat and I squat a lot and I squat. I work harder than everyone else. And his old adage was there's a lot of like motivational videos of him talking and training. And he always said, whenever I even got the sense that I was close to done, I knew that bare minimum, I had five more reps. Hmm. So when my when my body started to tell me I was done, that bare minimum means I'm I'm five. I got five more, and he that in the that level of training is what created that, and it made him into a, a a a fierce human. Yeah, and it would do the same for most. Because and that's all I like to try to impart to people is because a lot of people they they men and women they come back with like, well, I don't want to be some big hulking monster, and I go. I understand that, but to get what you're looking for, you do have to emulate some big hulking monsters sometimes. And you know, Janet is a perfect example. She's got to be like 130 pounds at the most, done yeah. and and she's programming you barbell squats and and you know overhead presses and these things, you know, these compound movements. And you just you gotta. It's very 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 um, therapeutic. To get under the bar and get to that point where like your whole body does that fight or flight thing and you're like this is horrible I'm gonna power through it's very very also
0: it's just rad it's just yeah. rad to go to the gym and not go over to the wussy section <laughs> <laughs> it is it feels really cool to go I mean you know when I get it it can be daunting when it's your first time going to a gym but you know once again like I, you just have to let go of that part that tells you that any first of all anybody that would look at you and make fun of or judge you for trying to do stuff yeah, that's job, difficult yeah. that if there's someone there that doesn't have complete and utter respect for you going in and getting under that bar and squatting something that mm-hmm. you never thought you could who the who gives a fuck about that person cuz that person has other shit going on
1: and there. you and i work out at no exaggeration. What is looked at as the greatest gym on earth when it comes to phys- physique training yeah. it is the, it's the Mecca. We work at a Gold's Gym in Venice Beach. Of course, there are other gyms around the country where there are amazing physiques, you know, all over. But, but if you ask people, you're like, where's the greatest powerlifting gym? They'd be like Westside, you know, power, super strength. Of it, Where's the greatest uh, fitness and bodybuilding? You know, where's the greatest physique gym in the world? It's like the Mecca, you know, Gold's in Venice. That place. Any time of day, correct me if I'm wrong. Packed to the rafters with people with insane bodies,
0: insane bodies. I mean, but every shape and size, and every character that you can imagine.
1: And I, I, I just want to support that. How many of them have ever even raised an eyebrow at a super fat person or a super scrawny person trying to do their thing?
0: No, no, you just you're like, oh yeah, good for you. and, And everyone, and even the even the best of the best had to start somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, and if you don't begin, you'll never know what's possible for yourself. And I'm telling you that we've all been told a big fat lie that life has to go downward as you age, as you age. Um, and you know, I think my, my Ayurvedic practitioner always tells me to ask the question, what if, so sometimes it's hard to just make a statement like, I will do this or "you know I will get rid of that knee pain or I will be free from back pain or I will be able to lift this certain amount of weight. But maybe if that's too much of a leap for you mentally, start with the what if. Like, what if I could get to the place where I looked in the mirror and I liked what I saw? What if I could wake up in the morning and I could feel amazing? What if I could eat so clean that I didn't even want Or think about sugar anymore. What if I could go to a family gathering and be totally confident in my ability to decline whatever processed BS they're serving? What if holidays became more about the people and the places rather than the food Mm -hmm. and the indulgence and the materialistic things?
1: It's beautiful. Honestly. Beautiful. I love you. I love you more. Uh, is there anything you want to plug or talk about? No, I think okay. we talked about a lot. Um,
0: I, I, I just like to say, um, anybody who would like to reach out to me, I'm more than happy to answer any questions about any of this because I know it can be confusing and overwhelming, and um, uh, and I love, I love it. I'm very, very committed to it now, so I would be happy to have any discussion
1: about anything. And, uh, of course... I'm the same way at Mike Catherwood and at Mikey Likes you One, the number one. Also, my Patreon is available if you have any other um, desires to get further clarification or further insight or further guidance in any way when it comes to wellness, health, habit forming, um, weight training, fat loss, muscle building, all that fun stuff. Um, you can go to my Patreon, just look for Mike Catherwood on Patreon, and uh, there's three separate tiers to give you three different levels of uh, focus and, and work. Um, so, remember, in this crazy mix-up world that makes you think that nobody cares,
0: we, we do! do. Is it good.